Welcome to a podcast by Grantmakers in the Arts, a national membership association of public and private arts and culture funders. I'm Sujin Chan, JIA's program manager. For the month of April 2016, JIA is looking at the cultivation of diverse leadership in arts philanthropy. Philanthropy Northwest, a regional philanthropy network serving Alaska, Idaho, Montana, Oregon, Washington, and Wyoming, recently started the Momentum Fellowship. This fellowship prepares professionals from underrepresented communities, particularly communities of color, for successful careers in the philanthropic sector. We're joined today by Audrey Hiverman, Philanthropy Northwest's interim CEO, and Sindhu Knotts, partner with The Giving Practice to learn more. Welcome, Audrey and Sindhu. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Um, so to start, could you share a little bit about the genesis of the Momentum Fellowship? What led Philanthropy Northwest to develop this programming? The idea of the Momentum Fellowship was born out of a conversation we had in one of the peer learning cohorts on diversity, equity, and inclusion. The CEOs in this cohort recognized how difficult it can be to break into the field of philanthropy and wanted to create a pathway for individuals from communities of color. That initial conversation led to a commitment from several of the cohort members, and uh, we now have fellows at several different foundations in the Northwest, including Meyer Memorial Trust, Marguerite Casey Foundation, Rasmussen Foundation, Pride Foundation, Northwest Health Foundation, and Oregon Community Foundation. So that's pretty exciting. And we were delighted by this idea because it really dovetailed with the work that we were already doing around raising awareness of diversity, equity, and inclusion and our commitment to professional development for philanthropy practitioners. Over the course of several months, we worked with these sponsors, and we also spoke with many other fellowship programs to learn about their experiences, including the Ron McKinley Fellowship, the Proteus Fund, and the Community Foundation Pathways Program. And this led us to launch the program last year in 2015. Wow, that's great. Were there any expected or unexpected challenges in developing the program, and how did you manage them? I'd say yes to both. Um, We expected recruiting and placement to be a challenge, particularly because for our program, each foundation customized their own positions. So for example, we hired program fellows in specific focus areas, such as investment, environment, and housing, and we also placed fellows in rotational programs across working across several departments. So we had to run several concurrent recruiting processes while involving staff at all of those foundations. And beyond the logistical challenges of doing that, We also knew that this would require us to think really creatively about how to create a cohesive cohort experience for fellows in different roles. So we've been very intentional about designing our program in a way that can meet different needs while also focusing on the common experiences of the group. As for unexpected challenges, I think we didn't acknowledge initially the importance of building in mechanisms to support foundation staff and leadership so that fellows could have the most positive experience. So we're now offering a cohort for supervisors, and we're working really closely with the leadership of each foundation because we know that leadership is critical to sustaining this and to embedding the work within their foundations. I think we're also realistic about our expectations that this is primarily a professional development program, and we're not trying to change the sector or even each of these foundations. But hopefully this is a model that over time will influence the way the sector embraces diverse talent. That's great. Um, In a previous podcast, we talked with Damien Strange, a Ron McKinley philanthropy fellow in Minnesota, who's in his third and final year, and he shared a bit about his takeaways from his experience so far. So I know this is a little bit of an early stage for y'all, but do you have any initial 
progress reports to share. So yes, it's still early days, but I think we're already seeing positive signs that the fellowship is making a difference, both for fellows and their foundations, their host foundations. So in addition to our monthly phone calls and our quarterly in-person retreats and attendance at events and conferences, we also host a different fellow on our blog each month. And so as an example, these blogs have been really incredible. They've added a unique perspective and voice to the sector. So recently, one of our fellows wrote a blog on why philanthropy should care about black male achievement. And we received a record number of comments after this blog with many people thanking the fellow for his honesty and his openness and for raising the subject. And since then, his foundation has asked him to convene a group of nonprofits on the subject of black male achievement in Oregon. So this is just one example, but... Um, hopefully we'll see more of this, and it reflects how fellows are growing into their roles and raising the issue of diversity, equity, and inclusion. That is really incredible. Um, if other funders or funding networks were considering developing a program like this one for their local or regional communities, what should they consider? That's a great question. Um, and one of the things that you know we've thought about as we did some research on other programs is that there's some uniqueness to ours that there's a group of funders who came together. It's not one sponsoring organization. And so as a result, that's been primarily really beneficial to have a whole group of people really cheerleading, but it also means you manage it differently because there's a lot of people that are really invested. It's been really, really positive for us, and we would definitely recommend that model. Um, I think it shouldn't be underestimated how much time it takes to recruit and place fellows. We really wanted to spend a lot of time to make sure that we got the right people in the right places. And we had incredible response when we sent the applications out. Um, but it did take a long time to really get to know people and make sure that everybody knew what they were signing up for. And there were no surprises when it was said and done. And, you know, we've had great experience so far. And then the last thing that we really learned from our research is that a lot of fellows will do a program like this, and then the program ends, and the next step isn't clear. And so one of the things we're really building in is the opportunity to, to um, access the whole network of philanthropy. So not just people learning about their own foundations or even their own place, but we're doing a lot of work to introduce them to lots of leaders in the field, lots of our partners, so that they have an opportunity to meet lots of people and hopefully develop their career path moving forward. Great. Well, thank you so much. If a listener wanted to follow up with one of you, what's the best way to reach you? Um, they could email me. My name is Sindhu Knotts. Um, my email is sknotz at philanthropynw.org. Great. And you can also follow Grantmakers in the Arts on Facebook and on our Twitter feed, twitter.com backslash G-I-A-R-T-S. Check out our news feed and find out about more GIA events at www. .gaarts.org. Thank you so much for tuning in and thank you. Thank, thank you. you.